1: It. It's like I have a debt to pay to them, guys. We don't want to stand the cup for them.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Gnome Podcast. All right, this little, what is it, a five-game homestand? Four-game homestand? Mm-hmm. After the, the the ridiculousness of some of the worst hockey we've seen in a long-ass time on the last episode, we were pointing to this this homestand as pretty crucial in terms of trying to navigate what do we actually have here. I'm still unsure. And, I mean, we're getting results, winners of three out of four. Um, you struggle pretty – and, I mean, it's it's always the same old thing when you have these teams like Arizona that – they're supposed to suck. You're supposed to beat them, but they're not easy wins. Like it's not like the nineties or the eighties where you, you you should win these games like eight nothing or whatever. It's like you can very easily lose a game. And they were close to losing the game. I mean, Arizona had those what three chances point blank oh, range that they were missing nets on. Like they probably the flames should have probably be been behind in that game and then were hoping for a for a comeback, but thankfully, it's Arizona can't finish is almost as bad as we can't finish. It's still <laughs> kind of a theme. Um, you saw it again in the Montreal game for sure. I mean, we saw some, we saw some splash goal scoring in against Washington and Florida, which was nice. But I don't know the the past four games, winners of three. What what's your kind of main takeaway in terms of? are you getting a sense with what we have yet? Are we still, is there still question marks? Are we just like, we are going to have trouble scoring goals. Yeah. I think it's both of those. We're going to have
1: trouble scoring goals, but it's also still some of the guys on this team. I think mostly most specifically Huberto. It's like, you don't really know yet. Right. It's like, even though we keep saying you're probably not going to score a lot of goals. It's like, well, why not? It's like the guy had 150. You have a guy who have had 115 points last year. Cadre had, a huge year last year, like Mangipani 35 goals. It's kind of like we keep saying they're not going to score as many goals, but it's also I, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, why aren't they going to score as many goals?
0: Like there's a lot of yeah. guys who should be able to score goals on this team. No. So that's yeah, a good point. I mean, the last four games you've seen two individuals in particular, Dubé and Monge finally. And I mean, even if you follow this
1: thread of like, Hey, now their depth, they have more depth down the middle because all we've ever been saying is if Backlund's your 3C, that means you're pretty set. Well, it means those guys should should be, you know, there should be more production at every level. So I don't know if I'm still, I don't, I don't know where I'm at on the we can't score goals things. I think it's still trying to work it out because you obviously think Huberto has more to give. You obviously think Lindholm has more to give. Like, I think the stat is we're the only team in the league without a guy who has 20 points. So you'd imagine at some point, some of these guys are going to get on a bit of a bit of a roll. Manjupani and Dubey, they're on a roll currently. They're on a roll. You think Huberto and Lindholm will start getting on a roll? Kadri last night kind of broke a pretty extended slump. So three
0: points last night. Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's yep. still, it, you know, it's weird because there is like this weird sense because everybody wants to be patient, right? But it's also weird because this team has a pretty it's trying to balance the emotions of, okay, we have to be patient because there's a lot of new guys, but also there's a lot of old guys who a lot of money's owed to. And this window is not going to be open for very long over the next two, three years. So it's like, you have to be patient, but also there's the time constraint that there's a very real like expiration date on a lot of these guys over the next few years. So it's hard to be patient because it's like, we need to see results now. It's very difficult to deal with emotionally.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's as a fan too, if you're quarter quarter of the way into the season. Yeah and you you're not even sure if these guys can can make it happen and you've had to watch some shitty games which there have been a handful for sure especially as of late then it's hard to stay patient um i think you know in the last episode we were kind of like at our breaking point we needed to see some yeah. some serious uh <laughs> movement forward in this in this home home stretch they are getting the results they finally scored a fucking power play goal, a big one, one that actually helps you win a hockey game. What a fucking concept. Has is that the first I'm I'm not even kidding. I know we've had power play goals this season, but they seem to be kind of meshed in if we're already got a lead or it's not early, it's early in the game. Has the power play scored a game-winning goal like that I at don't, a crucial yeah. point at any point this season? I do not believe so, no. That was a relief. And how do they do
1: it, everybody? I think maybe in the first game against Colorado they might have had a big power
0: play goal, but that was the only time I can remember. How many cross crease or cross ice one time attempts have we even seen? Attempts zero. You try That's it the once first it one. Fucking, I'm serious. Try it once; it works. What, <laughs> like what? A fucking concept. It's not rocket science. All you gotta do is watch the best power plays in the league. That's all that we've been saying. That's pretty, watch the best it's a pretty basic power
1: play setup they go low and then there's multiple passing options for a one-timer in front
0: rasmus anderson the last two games has gotten hella space up top it's funny because you're just like now that we've we've kind of honed in on this concept of like inch closer towards the net if you watch kale mccarr if you give kale mccarr the kind of space anderson had the last two games you're fucked Anderson just barely moves. He moves half a foot forward. He's got like eight feet to take. He'll take half a foot. He swings back so his feet are outside the blue line. He was creeping a bit. He's getting those those shots off. I think he helped set up the first power play goal last night against the Coyotes. Is it Coyotes or Coyotes? What do you say? I say Coyotes. Okay, that's what I say too, but I've heard Coyotes. Is that just... I think it's either or. Really? Kai, coy- coy- I think it's a huber. I think it's a
1: huberto huberto situation. I kind of feel like if you're saying coyotes, you got something wrong with you. No offense, <laughs> no, you <laughs> know what? I, I feel like definitely we do say when I'm talking about an actual coyote. See, I'm gonna say coyote, I'm talking about a wild animal. I say coyote, I don't say a coyote, but I call coyote? them the
0: Arizona coyotes. Coyote or coyote, or I guess that would be the not huber yute. Hubo. That's true, not Ute. Is it Tiger or Tigger? (laughs) No, 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 sorry. Is it Tiger or Tigger? What? Some people say taggers. Who does? My dad says taggers. What the hell's wrong with them? That's what I think when I hear it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) All right, well, coming back on track here. This, uh, Where do you want to start with this? There's four games. Uh, well
1: I think yeah I think it's let's start with the Florida game we've had an emotional week um with Kachuk and Monaghan coming back um so not only are emotions high because yes so yeah and yes-o. I, yes-o I, I so yes dude, that is the most flames thing I've ever seen so if you didn't see this <laughs> they misspelled they didn't do a welcome back which was fine they didn't need to the video you mean yeah but they had a little graphic on the jumbotron last night welcoming you so back his name is spelt wrong.
0: Like seriously, <laughs> if you if you didn't see this because we put it on, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> but if you didn't see it, does this not sum up? Yeah, Usos time here <laughs> to a T. Welcome back, bud. We're gonna spell your fucking name wrong on the jumbotron. You
1: can't even spell the eighteen thousand people. Ins- yeah, the guy you wouldn't trade for Mark Stone. You spelled his name wrong. Good job, guys.
0: Like nobody. Like how many I, I guess, people did
1: that have to go I through guess before that, it was approved?
0: Well, I guess, yeah, that's my point. I'm sure it didn't run through Bradtree Living, but you'd think somebody would catch it because it is funny. It is a metaphor. It is like a, a metaphor of totally his timer, is. I yeah. think. <laughs> it's so bad. So, anyways, Chucky makes his return. That was fun. You did a little Instagram thing, all of yeah. his favorite, you know. Memories and whatnot.
1: It's been it's been an emotional. Because, you know, like there's so many It's such a weird situation that we're in, because usually when there's this much roster turnover, it is in a rebuild or a blow it up situation. But there's so much, you know, so much like even I said, like you're you want to be patient with these new guys, but it's also like constrained by this. This, you know, holy shit! We need to win now because in three years, all
0: these guys, like, right, like it's just well, everything so- is a comparison, right? Yeah, it's so- like Neil will always will continue to compare Neil and Lucic for the end of time. So when you have Chucky coming
1: into town and he's dude it has been fucking awesome this year, like oh, oh. lights out. I, he's got lights. Top, out. I think he's top five in scoring right now. Anyways, it's just and he, I if, at least me I haven't made a connection with the new guys yet. You see him come back to town, you're just like God. Damn, I miss him so much.
0: I know. Would you say he was on pace for 120 or something? 120 points. Currently on pace for 120 points. Yeah. Like Johnny's having a good season, but he's only on pace for like 90 or something.
1: Yeah, I think Johnny is kind of Johnny. Chuck is like, yeah, he's like just like you said. You texted me other day. He's like, yeah, he's just hitting his prime. To just. Like just we, now. We
0: haven't even seen prime Chucky.
1: I think he's now, yeah, he's on pace for 121 points. He's seventh in league scoring right now. League scoring is insane. Freaking Tage Thompson has 34 points. Like, what's going on? Um, marco has been he, injured. Yeah, and it, the thing is, like, he's so good. Like, they creamed Vancouver the other night. And I know he was quiet in the Flames game, but I was there, and I was just he like, was
0: doing us a favor.
1: Yeah. He, he's he taking still, it easy on us. He still loves us. But still it was it. it was funny because uh I like ISO watched him all night because that's the thing I miss the most. When I say like I miss these guys so much, I just miss watching them play for the Flames because they're so yeah. fun to watch. such a good yeah. player. But yeah. he, if you watched the game on TV or didn't catch it, like you probably would have been like, oh, he was used, it was pretty quiet. But he was he's still really good. He made so many good little plays that you know we just miss on the team so much. He made a lot of good plays on Hannifin where it was like He knew what dum-dum Hannafin was going to do, and he would just strip him of the puck. So He was pretty quiet antics-wise, but I feel like he's got a bit of a luchich with the Edmonton thing going on, where he's always going to kind of go easy on the Flames.
0: Yeah, well, you saw it against Lindholm. He accidentally, accidentally, on purpose, (laughs) steamrolls Lindholm in the neutral zone and then feels bad, so he picks him up, apologizes on the spot. It was pretty
1: funny because, like, okay, we were there, and we were pretty pissed. We were butthurt about people booing him
0: yeah that was interesting i didn't expect to be booed like that but no but you know what was funny was that at least at the beginning of the game this is from on tv anyways so you can verify this there was like some booing and then they did the the video tribute and it sounded like a really good ovation and then everybody booed afterwards (laughs) it was hilarious so So at least at least yeah at least there's a Chronological, logical. It was fitting because I was
1: yeah. pissed at first. So I was like, no, "Don't boo him," but then it got a standing ovation after the little video tribute, and one of the TV times out, and then like he was on the ice for that shift, and it's like went from cheering immediately to booing. It was freaking hilarious. So yeah, I thought so it was pretty fitting, actually. Now, now you have people just fun booing. Exactly. If it's fun, if it's, yeah. fun it's good, and he knows. It's-
0: chucky knows it was a. We love you, but fuck you also. Yeah, did he, uh, I, didn't, I didn't see anything after the game. Did he make a postgame comment about it?
1: They asked him about it, and he just said, no, I've seen them boo anybody who used to play here before, so
0: it's not a big surprise. Yeah, welcome to Canada, Chucky. Yeah. We hate you now, <laughs> but, we, but we'll still love you forever. We can do both. Why can't we do both? I can love and hate him at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's, what did you call it?
1: Fun booing or something?
0: Yeah, fun booing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just trolling. I like it.
0: Yeah. So there's an explosion of scoring. This game, I actually I only saw the first period live because I went and watched Connor Bedard play the clone Rockets. Sitting on ice level, got a really good look at him. Very interesting player. I don't know if you want to talk about it because it's not Flames content. But maybe in a nutshell, he skates really weird. He's really upright. I thought he was going to be bigger. But he's pretty small. But he's uh, he's not flashy like McDavid is. I mean, I've seen some highlight goals, so he has some flash. But he's very skilled one on one. He, he beat a few guys. I'm like, holy shit, what move was that? I don't even like. Somehow he just got around him, right? And then he's got an unreal quick release that he loves to do, like in the high yeah. slot. So he uh, he was he was held off the score sheet for most of the game, even though he was sniffing around it. There's another player on, on the Rockets. His name is Crystal. Like, what a fucking name, Crystal. Crystal. Anyways, he had three points. He was the better player in the whole game. But then Bedard sets up the overtime winner. That was a great game. I saw him the next night in Kamloops as well. He had two goals, but they got shit canned. And Stankoven was better that day. Yeah.
1: yeah, good thing the Flames didn't draft Stankoven. Eh? Freaking,
0: that was yeah. a bit of a whiff. But regardless, I know those guys are older than Bedard, but Bedard is—he's—he's he's legit. He's gonna be dude. Fine. He's a freak.
1: And if Vancouver was smart, they'd sell everything, tank, get him this year. Dude, and Vancouver is about home.
0: to do what they always do: start off in the most ridiculous hole ever, mm-hmm. start playing good, go on a bit of a heater, make it interesting, then miss the playoffs just barely. That's I. Called at the beginning of the season. That looks like they're going to do that
1: right now. I sure hope so because if they're in on the Bedard sweepstakes and we have to deal with Bedard and McDavid in the same division, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, no shit. eh? not, you,
0: doing see not you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that game last night, Vancouver versus uh, <laughs> Montreal?
1: I I saw. I Monahan scored the third goal, so I was like, oh, sweet. So I had kind of tuned out after it was three or four nothing for Montreal, and then I was just
0: about to go to bed, and it's six. <laughs>
1: Because what the hell?
0: Well, yeah, and Canucks had two leads, four nothing. I was insane. They came back from four nothing, so they're up five four, and then Montreal went up six five, and then the Montreal or Vancouver had to tie it up and went overtime. What a game! That's crazy. Anyways, back to the Florida game. You had an explosion of scoring in the first period, which is amazing because we're sitting here in frustration world. Yeah. And what's the best way to just get over frustration? Goals. Goals. Dubé, Vermont, Schuberto. And goals Garfield. from
1: certain people, right? Like Dubé, Huberto.
0: Anderson. You're up 3-0 early in the game. You're looking dominant. Yeah. Is that the first time they were Blasty all season? Yeah. Did I was. not fucking call it? What? With Dubé? Dubé, yeah. Dubé and Blasty, Dude, Dubé in dark uniforms, apparently. What a freak. Well, apparently, maybe Manjeppani as well. Like, yeah, such a freak. This school, this game was. Uh, I don't know. You were there. Tell us some more.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like, um, I don't know if the Flames were as dominant at the as the score might have suggested. They played well, and they finally got to burying their chances. But Sergey
0: Bobrovsky is really bad. Yeah, I watched him the night before. Or I watched the Oilers game the night before, and Spencer Knight was fucking awesome. So I'm happy we got the, the shitty end of the goaltending.
1: Like the Flames came out flying, right? Like that Dube, the shorthanded goal was great. Oh, oh man. That was sweet. Munch with a sweet dangle. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Huberto power play goal, like the power play goal, but it is kind of just like a, sh- a shot from the point that just ends up going in. And then the Rastus Anderson. Like it just, the Flames didn't dominate they just came out had a nice first period and that was kind of the game so I don't think they were 6-2 dominant but they were good enough and the goalie wasn't very good
0: yeah that Huberto was that the one that they thought was kicked in or something
1: yeah it kind of yeah. just like floated in from the point bounced, it was like ping pin, ping ball <laughs> uh, pinball all over the place and kind of doinked in Huey needed
0: that one though he was like jacked up Yep. what's it like seeing Brett Ritchie score live <laughs> For the f- fifth goal this year, dude. <laughs> all his five goals, goals. All his goals are like, dude, did you fat on that? and It just went in?
1: <laughs> all Never, his goals are like... Never hey, sh- used to score like that? It's like he missed, but it like doinks off the goal he's paddled and still goes in somehow.
0: So what's the count up now for Lucic? How many games
1: has been? Oh, uh, I think it's almost 80. 78, it's got to be in the 80s. I think it's dude. like 81 or 82. I'm not
0: sure. How is that even possible, man? Because he's dude. terrible. Dude. A full season? He's so bad. That's a full season. No goals. Nobody goes through a full season. No forward that plays every single fucking night and actually gets ice time every single fucking night. Goes through a whole season without scoring a goal. Yeah, it's... Defensemen do that. The stay-at-home ones do. I'm trying to like, yeah, I gotta pull this up and see like who the other
1: players are who have like have this kind of streak going on in terms how of how is he like, not goals. just
0: even like accidentally scored like Richie does?
1: Well he did, but it was it was taken away from him. I know. Because at least Richie is like sometimes in spots where it's like okay, a, a normal player would be there. <laughs> Luchi doesn't do that anymore. He doesn't do anything anymore, actually. That was a was- sick uh sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, like, I was just looking at Lucic's number today. He's, like, the only player who's like negative in every single statistic you can imagine on the team.
0: What a catch-22, eh? Like, fucking can you, what can you do? Like, if you can't get rid of him, can you send him down to the minors? Well, you know what? I was thinking about this today.
1: I was like, okay, well, why is Lucic not, like, right? Because Richie even was scratched last night in favor of the rune dog. Two games, or was it two games in a row? Yeah. Fuck, is he bad, eh? Oh man, he's terrible. <laughs> Somebody sent me like clip Luchic has the puck behind the net and Rooney for some reason is like skating towards the defensive zone. Oh, it's just he's bad. He's so bad. But
0: um, like, That's okay, partially got to be a confidence thing too. There's no way he's that bad. I hope not. Like but... I, I I haven't seen his stats from prior seasons. Does he have any points? I don't even think
1: he existed. Like that's how much I knew about him when they signed him. I was like, hey, you gotta be making this up. He must have an assist. I think he has at least an assist. Yeah, he's got he's got one assist. I so don't know one point on the season. Yeah. So does Lucic has five assists. Uh the Rune dog has one assist in 17k.
0: <laughs> Boy, they're lucky Brett <laughs> Richie knows how to score, eh? <laughs> Fucking sniper over there.
1: But, right, like, hey, why, it is, why is Richie out? Because, I mean, in terms of how, in terms of Brett Richie's measuring stick, he's been great this year, right, meeting his expectation.
0: Five goals. Oh, yeah, but you got to have Lucius in there for those fights he, he starts.
1: Right? So, like, he doesn't fight. He's, he doesn't score. He's been brutal in his own. He's been a turnover machine. He leads the forwards in giveaways, and he plays 10 minutes a night. Or, or not even that. Probably plays Probably plays 10 minutes a night. Which is too much, but he last night. Leads the the brutal one that led to the goal eventually. It was brutal, like, just like he's not doing anything. So, why is he still playing? And you know what? Like, I have a little theory on this is like, I think Daryl thinks, I think Daryl knows that if he were to, if he scratches Lucic, Lucic is going to throw a temper tantrum and it's going to be like he's lost Lucic for the rest of the season.
0: Which is, I don't think, I don't think Daryl gives a fuck, dude.
1: Because remember when uh Bill Peters was like benching Lucic? Yeah, and he almost re- almost and quit that's the, probably <laughs> his response was yeah, I'm gonna retire. Like that's what you're dealing with here. Like for for being Mr. Leadership, well then and fucking being retire. Mr.
0: Mature, exactly. Being do Mr. Mature, he
1: seems he seems to be pretty pouty and like think he deserves ice time.
0: What else could we do with that five and a half? Is it five and a half mil? Five point two five mil?
1: Five point two five.
0: Yes, I I could think of a lot of things we could do with five point two five million, and have the worst player on our team off the roster. It would be great if I'm Brad, I'm or Daryl. That's that would be my game plan. They would almost work with Bill Peters, or some insurance. Is he still the fan favorite if he doesn't do anything? If no, I, th-
1: I think people are growing very weary of this. I I think even the Lucic people are growing weary of this. Are the Luchi chants lessening in the dome or do they see many? Yeah, for the... sure. The Lucic, like seriously. And the other that thing is like, doing... Yeah, it's like a few Lew. people are like, oh, But like he's been on a mad rampage of like blocking people on Twitter too. <laughs> like seriously, like everyone I talked to was like, yeah, Luchi blocked me on Twitter for like no reason. Like everyone, everyone on Flames Twitter is blocked by Lucic right now. I don't know what his deal is right now. What if I got blocked? Probably. Like he even if you like mention his name, like even in like a positive context, it's like blocked instantly. It's crazy. So listen, it's low hanging fruit to rip on Lucic, but when he's supposed to be Mr. Leadership and he's been so like he's been terrible.
0: I'm not blocked. But I I don't really ever mention you don't I never, mention I never him. tag. Why would you? I talk about players, but I don't tag them. Yeah,
1: he do does I? nothing. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Lucci, I think most people are becoming incredibly weary of the Lucic thing because Matt Phillips is just sitting there while Lucic
0: is up here doing nothing. So, well, this has been the topic of jure. like. It's one thing, and we kind of saw this last season, right? There are points in the season where you're just like. Yeah, you know, like, we're dominating teams, but then we went on a little bit of a skid and whatever, whatnot. But it's one thing if you keep on winning and winning. Yeah. There's not a lot you can really complain about, right? And Daryl even alludes to that, right? He's talking about the goal scoring. How we're not scoring as many goals. We lost 240 goal scorers. And the scoring, those ex- that extra goal, goal and a half, in his words, helps cover up all these mistakes that we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not really much different than last year, except that we can't outscore these little mistakes we're making. And we can't outscore Luchich's mistakes. He sure as she can't. <laughs> so it's one thing if if you're still winning and you're still scoring to have anchors like this that literally have a negative impact. Because, like, you and I, we have this conversation that we're not even being dicks about. It. We're just like, what does he actually do? Because he's not fighting. So you can't make a case for like, oh yeah, he's bringing toughness, protection. Maybe just who having had, the li- in the lineup is a form of protection. Is he the Who had Pico more of an hurt? impact
1: when Gilbert was up here? Gilbert or Lucic? Who would you rather
0: have on your team? Dude, if, if you want that element. Smashing guys. Yeah, it's fucking great of is absolutely crushing guys on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Lucic, has he fucking demolished anybody given in the corner with a big hit? I know he bangs the body around, he crashes, but like we've seen nothing on the positive spectrum of things. We've seen a lot on the negatives. The guy's a liability currently. Turnover machine.
1: Team worst. Like he's been on the ice for so many scoring chances. It's insane.
0: So at what point, like do you have any options, or are you just stuck with him? Actually, uh-huh. I'm asking, like literally I'm asking, are you allowed to to send him down to the minors? Can you put make him a healthy scratch? I guess you well, can Well, he's that. yeah, you
1: could just scratch him. That's all you can do. Or you can try to get him to go to Vancouver in a Brock Besser deal, maybe, but um you yeah, you'd have to just scratch him, which I don't know. I wish the I wish Daryl would go down that road already. Did he scratch Monahan last season?
0: Yo, okay, you're gonna scratch Monaghan, but you won't scratch Lucic. <laughs> I guess if you win us one Stanley Cup in your life, you're fucking, you're immune from fucking any benching or scratching for the rest of your. Well, and see, that's labor. where I don't
1: like. He, I I don't remember. I don't remember if this was in the context of the Phillips question or what. The but he answered a question, and it was something like, "Hey, if you're not scoring, you better be doing other things." Like playing solid defense in your own zone, and it's like, yeah, he's Lucic does that. Does not that doesn't apply to Lucic at all? He's no, been terrible. A- he's been terrible. He doesn't have any goals, and he's been
0: t- a complete liability in his own end. There's a there's a reckoning for the young guys, but for Lucic, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's weird. Like play terrible, it, and I'll keep playing you. You're a young Luc- guy. You make one mistake, that's it. If all he brings is this
1: great leadership, and he's just a great guy in the room, then there should be no problem with scratching him and he would have a good attitude about it in theory. Yeah. Get but the if... fucking pom poms out, get on the bench. Exactly. But it seems he's a bit of a powder and would probably have a, a hissy fit if he was not playing, which seems to be maybe the case.
0: Well, I think, well, we should just check with uh, Cassie Campbell. She's read all <laughs> the facial expressions. She has enough. Him, She's collected should...
1: his frowns and smiles per 60 the last two years. We should check with him his his emotional
0: state right now in the mansion.
1: Look, Lucic is just happy. Chucky's gone, so he can just take it easy every night, and it's not a riot, and he can just chill and just and, coast, and, just coast suck, and
0: suck in peace. Just coast right into retirement, eh? <laughs> exactly. Like honestly, though, like we need to see more from this guy. No, he's been. Terrible. We just need to see something. Anything. It's fight a- somebody. What how many goals did he score last season? He was on a rampage there for a bit.
1: Well, yeah, but it was all came early in the season, didn't it?
0: Yeah, but it was like I, he I'll had to take like, early over never. Yeah. <laughs> Good point.
1: He had 10 goals last year.
0: Ten. Yeah. He's got fucking one point. Or he's got three points. He's, he's got, got five assists. Yeah. Five assists. Zero goals. Um, like I said, it's one thing. But if like, you were even last is,
1: year, like hey, not that plus minus is the be all end all, but like the Flames were the one of the best teams in the league last year. He's a minus nine last year. How do you even do that?
0: Yeah, that is odd. Well, who was he playing with last year?
1: I don't know. Everyone. I guess he was... What was the fourth line last year? Lewis, Lucic, Richie. Same deal. Same deal as this year. Yeah, but Richie was hurt. Remember,
0: it was Rizicca for a long time. Was he maybe playing with Monaghan? Maybe that's when he was playing his best hockey. Yeah. Dragon Razich playing with Razich guy. But regardless, if you're going through stretches like we just were talking about on the last episode, where you can't score goals, you could only score one against Montreal. You had a hard time scoring three against Arizona. And you have guys in the lineup like Lucic can't score, like Rooney, where you're just like, why is this guy even on the team? And you got Brett Ritchie who finds a way to whiff him in there. Meanwhile, you have a guy like Matt Phillips leading the AHL in scoring, leading the AHL in goals, and I haven't watched any games, but I'm seeing some of these highlights. The dude is feeling it. The little nifty backhand breakaway chip over the shoulder. Like that is a sign of a very confident hockey player. If ever you were going to try him out, get him while he's playing fucking hot totally that's what I was saying last time It's like it doesn't
1: have to be like he's not a guy who right who you're like he's not one of these like draft picks who you're just like trying to be careful with his development curve this is a guy you drafted in the sixth round in 2016 who's 24. and it's just like hey okay, he's hot right now it's like you see teams do this all the time like two two factors it rewards a guy who's done really well and put the work in and it also like if you have a guy, like you said, who's feeling it and is hot and is on a roll and you need scoring help, it's just a no-brainer. I don't know how this has turned into such a like ideological battleground where Brad and Daryl are just like, We're not doing it. Like they're just sitting, they're just like drawing a line in the sand for like no apparent reason.
0: It's Yo, like the guy's we, playing well,
1: you need goal scoring. Bring him up for a few games and see if he can help you score some goals. What's the downside?
0: Exactly. I mean, the, the measurement for me would be is, can he help your team win? And if you're replacing him for Lucic for a game or two, like, are they afraid they're going to get too small all of a sudden? I don't know what they're afraid of.
1: Like, it it makes zero sense. Like, we know. got
0: enough size, don't we? We got enough size and age, even without Lucic well, in and again, the lineup. What, what is that line bringing you,
1: even if they do have size? Like, there's no logical argument you can give me that says those having a fourth line of Rooney, Lucic, and whoever is
0: ideal, no matter how big they are. They've been they've been brutal. I mean, my only guess would be they want Lucic here just in case something happens. But then, like, take him out of the lineup. If teams start taking runs and liberties at whoever, I don't yeah, know. Dude, Lucic doesn't even do anything if they do, it seems so then maybe now we have to bring him back in and at least he has a fucking role. Cause right now he's just fucking coasting and floating and turning the puck over for the majority of his, his night of hockey. And meanwhile, you got a fucking guy who looks unreal. He looks like somebody who's too good for the AHL. Exactly. He's He's the first
1: player to 30 points.
0: Exactly. And I mean, I get it. Sure. It's a different league. There is never a real direct correlation translation from one league to the next. But that's typically a sign. You just nailed it. That is like the sign. Is he ready for to play some NHL games? Well, he looks like he's too good for this league. That's usually the sign of when the player becomes ready.
1: And like I've said a million times, maybe he isn't good enough. Maybe he's Austin Zarnick, right? Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, he's the next Marty St. Louis." Blah blah. I don't think so. He, I think he could be a good player in the NHL, but maybe he's Austin Zarnik. But when you're struggling and you need some scoring help, I just don't get why you don't try it. Because okay, what's the What is the alternative scenario? This season plays out, he's going to be a Group Six free agent at the end of the year. He can go wherever he wants. Why would he stick with you when you've never given him a chance?
0: Right. So, dude, come on, like it's ridiculous, especially it's just, right now. I mean, the point point you're making is you have nothing to lose. It makes the only no thing sense. The only potential thing you have to worry about losing is Lucic may, <laughs> re- might retire because he goes pouty pants McGee. So <laughs> you're, at, be a be win, win. Yeah, you're at a win-win. Yeah, at a win, win win
1: Exactly. It just, I I don't get it. Like, and I've said you No, know, I don't think. I think maybe some people expect to come up and be great. That's not my expectation. I think he's just a guy who's playing really well and could help you and i you're not dressing the best lineup you could if if you're playing guys like lucid and over phillips hey folks just a quick word from some sponsors you can use our code in the dome pod over at seat geek if you are looking to score a deal on some tickets that code is in the dome pod if you're going to the flames game or just need tickets for something and you find a sweet deal over at SeatGeek, geek you can save an extra 20 bucks off your first order with that promo code in the dome pod Hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply, see the show notes for details. Like, and the other thing is too, and I've made this point I've ha- like I've said this so many times, I get sick of saying it, but it's like Oh yeah, t- he's too young, too small to play in the fourth line. It's like you look at that Monja Pony Ryan Hathaway line oh, that was yeah, so exactly. fucking good. And then like compare every fourth line since that that has been dog shit. Right? Like they did like I don't I you cannot make an argument that <laughs> The current fourth line couldn't be improved upon with a call-up.
0: Phillips has been trending on social for good reason, which I think is is reverberating back to the club.
1: Well, especially and you know if, what my worry if is: coaches is get asked about it. The more it gets to them, the more stubborn they're going to be in their stance. Like. That's one thing about Daryl is he's stubborn as shit and not that it's his call either. I think that's kind of why Daryl has also been hostile towards some of the questioning about it is that even though I I wouldn't say it's inappropriate to ask the coach about like roster moves, but it kind of is in a sense where it's like, it's not his call at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. I think he mentioned that last, last season, didn't he?
1: Yeah. I think I just
0: manage the guys that are here. So that's a, Brad question exactly so yeah. if you're going
1: to ask him a question that is of that nature he's going to be hostile
0: immediately regardless of who you're talking about I pulled uh, Twitter asking if if this was four days ago if Phillips is going to get a meaningful game this season <laughs> what do you think not not guessing the answer but what do you think what would be I, your...
1: at this rate I'd be very surprised
0: 59% of people say no 41 think yes. And remember, this has to be a meaningful game. This can't be if we miss the playoffs. We're going to see Phillips for the last five games of the season.
1: Unless there's like a significant injury, I would be surprised.
0: We It looks like Lucci's just playing with a significant injury. Does that count? Doesn't count. Doesn't count. No. <laughs> What was uh? So Daryl and Brad both responded to asking them. What you have their responses there? Well, I
1: have. Like, I'm not sure if Brad, because I this was just a quote I saw. Um, somebody had posted, and I, I don't know if they'd asked him about Phillips specifically, but I don't know. Brad was on 960, going off. You know, he he never says anything normal, right or insightful. It's just like, nice what sector, are you? What Marcus, are you talking about? Milk and cookies, kitchen cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like going
0: shopping gro- going to the grocery store
1: don't make any sense but anyways he was on the radio talking about like um his like I guess philosophy or something on on just oh, calling right. guys up from the AHL and it was just like send really, that to me
0: so I for some good bedtime reading when I need to do fucking fall asleep yeah like you'll
1: that. just you'll just like read about two sentences and you'll just be like asleep so here's what Brad said about um calling up AHL players. Um, and I don't even know what this means. He says, I found that players who have a chance to succeed at this level level are players that are dominant. And when I say dominant, that doesn't necessarily mean statistically dominant. What? Okay. But they're very good in whatever role that is that you envision them playing at the NHL level. So as oh. long as
0: Brad envisions envisions him playing, then that's <laughs> what we'll see him. That's what you say. As
1: long as he manifests Philip in a role, then he'll be great.
0: Didn't you uh, post a Rooney stat or something? Yeah. Like that,
1: <laughs> by comparison. Yeah, Mike Gould had. He was like, I pulled up Rooney's AHL stats at this at a year older than Phillips, and he had one goal in like forty games. I guess he was dominating in other aspects of the game. Then, so, so right? yeah, exactly. He was dominant, just not statistically, right? Okay, yeah, just in ways that don't help a like team. That kind and... of bullshit just infuriates you, right? Oh yeah, he's he's dominant in other ways. Like what? What in what area of the game is Matt Phillips not dominating? If he's when you when what at a you need. Like
0: this, When you're number one need across like you, we need scoring. That's your. you need a right hand shot guy who can score goals. Yeah, but he's dominant off the breaking out off the wing there, though.
1: (laughs) He's dominant in other ways. It's so stupid. So then this was then followed up by that fourth line, by the way, sucks in their own end. No, I know. That's what I'm saying, right? You can't make any argument for. Yes, they should still be ahead of other guys. Like there's, there's that's a moot point. You can't say, yeah, well, Lucic isn't scoring, but he's reliable defensively. No, he isn't. He Stinks. Same with Rooney. Rooney against the Arizona Coyotes had a zero percent expected goals four percentage last night. How do you even do that? Like how? Did you you hit the ice once? That's incredible.
0: That's like, yeah. What'd you say? I'm not even mad.
1: I'm not even mad. I'm impressed that he is. What's that, that,
0: Baxter? You eat the whole wheel of cheese? (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. In fact, I'm not even mad exactly so there's
1: there's no excuse for it at this rate and then so salim asked daryl about it and again like i said like i think i think daryl's maybe been taking a bit too much because you got to realize with daryl in the media is he's going to be hostile as it is like i don't know if you've noticed he doesn't really like answering questions that's why he's so entertaining yes exactly that's why it's awesome he doesn't like asking questions that are outside of his necessarily his purview like even on a even on a way smaller level, it's like, oh, is Chris Tanev in the lineup? And he gives some smart-ass mark. Oh, who is like, is everybody's playing tonight, including I might suit up, right? So I would take any roster questions that are asked with a massive grain of salt. Like, I know everybody's freaking out saying like, oh, he should be fired for how dare he say that about how dare he besperse Matt Phillip like that. It's like, it's just Daryl being Daryl, really. So well, we at the end have- of the
0: day... Because like you're saying, he takes a lot of shit. Like people are like fire Daryl. He'll never play Matt. <laughs> is it Daryl's decision or not? No. Like it's at the end of the day, Brad can be like, hey, by the way, I'm sending Lucic down, and he's Phillips is coming up. You're you're he's gonna be on your roster. Brad then, can call up whoever he wants at any time. Daryl uh, Daryl manages the bench. Yeah. He could choose not to play Phillips all night long. I'm sure Brad and Daryl chat about it, so he's probably has some. You know.
1: My guess would be, yes, they are collaborating in this, and Brad probably knows Daryl isn't too enthused about the idea. But at the end of the day, it is Brad's call
0: to bring him up. So Daryl says, keep your curiosity. You are curious about it three seasons ago, keep it? Yeah. So Basically
1: Salim asks, some fans are curious about Matt Phillips. He's been good. And Daryl says, well, you were curious about it three years ago. Keep your curiosity. So there's your smart-ass response, right? And, and again, this is, I think this is even more so than uh, Daryl not liking to comment on roster moves. This is just, I think this is a tactic he uses when he doesn't like a question or doesn't want to answer a question. He'll just attack the question more so than anything. So yeah. people don't ask a follow up. It's like the same thing with Huberto had to take a shit. It's like, I'm, and that's the end of it, right? So he'll be willing to take heat to get away from a subject he doesn't want people talking about. So I think it's just a tactic, but then he followed up with saying that he's been watching the farm team live a lot, and that he's the team's doing well. And there's a big difference between the AHL and the NHL,
0: which is true. But
1: which is true, but when a guy's dominating
0: the AHL and like and you could have... could Lucid score thirty points in the AHL? And you have two to three fourth line plugs there Her... having a negative impact on your team yeah. on a nightly basis. Yeah. No-brainer. It's beyond a no-brainer.
1: It's like, remember when... Like, this is beyond... Like, even back when Bill Peters, when they wouldn't call... Remember they sent Dubé down and Peters was shitting all over Dubé and it was like, well, that's totally unnecessary. He's better than half the guys here. He came up and he was good. Same
0: type of thing. And that's yeah, what I don't would, get. Remember like, when they, they wouldn't play Zarnick?
1: Yeah, they wouldn't play Zarnick. They wouldn't... The Shillington example I use all the time, they freaking shot him to the moon for two years versus some Apparently they reason. shot him...
0: I don't know where he is now. <laughs> Shot himself to fucking Mars. Like, what is going Siberia? on?
1: Siberia? Is he in a. Is he in a. Is he in like one of those.
0: Are we going to see him on an unsolved mystery episode? Legs
1: up or something? Like, what
0: happened to this guy?
1: You can't ask. And if you ask, you're a piece of shit, also.
0: I'm asking, baby. Yeah. No, you can't. It's forbidden I to know. I got It's like, to know. it's like,
1: no, you can't give us any idea of what's going on. It's been like six give, months.
0: You can't categorize it in some. You can't say, no, he's it? not coming back at all, or he's going to be back in two months. I thought I, it's, it's kind of weird. I, heard, I thought you said something like a family issue. You heard. Well, I didn't, I
1: didn't hear that, but all Brad said at the beginning of the season, was it is not substance related. So what else could it be? So. That was just
0: my speculation. Way to fucking narrow it down for us, Brad. Yeah. Um. What do you want on your pizza? I don't want green peppers. <laughs> no. Go back and make it. Um. Oh, there's going to be a pizza reference with Brad.
1: Oh yeah. Hawaiian. Anyways, I it's 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 pissing me off, the whole Phillips thing as it should. It's it's really annoying, especially when you look at it in context with the Flames. Not been like just look at Razicka, right? Like I think Razicka is a good comparable. How much better has Rosicka been oh. than the bottom other bottom players on the roster? Dude, Rizicka has saved our first quarter. Like he was he had what is he point per game? Yeah, 14. He's hey, he's our best player right now. He's been our best forward, maybe outside of tofoli like overall. And he probably he has been our best forward. So, and, like, and uh, and we were hammering for him to be back in the lineup early, early, exactly. In the and they wouldn't play him out of like, oh, you know, veteran this, veteran that,
0: reckoning this, reckoning that.
1: Yeah, and it's such a weird double standard where it's like, and I get, I get what Daryl's trying to do. Like, this organization has been so fucking Mickey Mouse for so long, right? And it's been the standard has been so shitty. It's like, I understand he's trying to hammer home that it's like, you really need to earn your ice time. But when it's like the standard's so high for Razijka, right? Like, I think he got scratched for a game there because it was like he, he wasn't playing very well. And then he, like, scored the next game. And the question was like, what did you think of Riziki? and It's like, well, he's doing what he's supposed to do. That's what we expect of him, right? It's like, why well, come that same standard isn't applied to across the board to the vets? That's you all expect, you can ask, You were right?
0: expecting, expecting him to be a point-per-game player? Yeah. Those were your expectations. Were. That's why he couldn't play in the past.
1: So if you – because everyone's I, – I think the – people who are maybe like, well, what's Phillips really going to do? It's like the difference between Rzichka and Lucic. Let's just use Lucic as our placeholder because he's been so bad. The difference between Lucic and Rzichka has been markedly incredible. Dude, like it's different planets. If you pull Rizicca from this lineup, you probably have a few less points this season. Absolutely no doubt. You probably have like at least two or three five or, or four f- less
0: points. I, I would say five or six. Easily. He so, won that one game at single-handedly. The Florida he went, game,
1: he was like the, in Florida?
0: Yeah, exactly. He was the
1: only guy playing. Anyways. Only
0: guy scoring. You just think about,
1: okay, apply that to somebody like Matt Phillips. Is he, if he's even that much better than a guy like Gigi, you're. It's how is that not something you want.
0: Well, how would you not be? How would, I don't understand? How would you couldn't be better than <laughs> I know, right?
1: Anybody could be better than him.
0: He's playing like dog shit. All right. Florida uh, to Foley scores of absolute beauty. Pat, like that pass from Huey on the to Foley scores at slap goal. I know if Hubie he comes down, he kind of he kind of messes up on the breakaway chance, but then he gets the – that was a
1: sweet setup. That was a sweet goal to fully rip it. The thing with Hubert that's weird that I've been noticing is, like, he, he really doesn't skate with the puck through the neutral zone, yeah, which is really weird that. because, like, on that play, like, you see these bursts of it where it's like, holy – like, he is so fast and can control the puck so well. Like, on that play, he gets that in almost near the red line and just – bursts down and creates a breakaway for himself and it's just like why you i don't he's so hesitant to carry the puck up the ice a lot like oh, when that, he-
0: <laughs> and that thing you posted where he does a spin move <laughs> 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 dude <was> funny, man.
1: <laughs> dude every time he gets the fuck he's spinning himself into circles if you're, you on Inst- if
0: you're on Instagram and you watch Mikey's stories, you would have seen this. It's that fucking It's the kid shooting in the star.
1: go-kart who can't stop spinning around. <laughs> the
0: shooting stars. Did you make it on the shooting stars song? Like
1: literally every... Do, 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 do. It's like 10 minutes long. <laughs> every time he gets the puck, he's just like twirling around for four it's hours. It's funny
0: because I didn't even notice that. And then after watching that, now I notice it every time he gets the puck, he does a twirl. It's unreal. It's like,
1: man, oh man. Because he... I... I've noticed it a few times, and if you watch some of his old highlights, like, he spins around a lot, but it's it's pretty funny that he's... Every time he gets the spot, he's
0: just spinning around. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, like, better in the last four games. Yeah, he's been... But he's, I still I, I still want to see him drive play in terms of being a danger or threat to score. Yeah,
1: I want to see him control play more.
0: Yeah. Manji scores on the 2-0 from Dubé. Obviously, look, manjas is, is, like, He's on fire right now. Dubai's on fire. Let's hope these guys are hitting something that they can plateau on with, like, and just keep they don't have to score fucking two game goals a game, but like we they can't have a, a similar quarter. Their second no. quarter can't be like their first one, man. Just... You can't go like Dubé 10, 15 games without a goal. No. No. So I mean the game was sick. Thoughts on Blasty? Looks sweet. Look, Every I time I Blasty, see it in person, it looks great. I thought Blasty looked epic. And then I saw Pedestal. The and new I was like, ones. Blasty yeah. looks like shit compared to Pedestal.
1: The The thing with the pedestals, I can't believe how good they look on the ice. Because I, I, oh. saw, I saw them in the team store the other day when I was at the game. And I was like, yeah, those look tacky. And then like just pictures and stuff. It's like, yeah, they just ugh. but then on the ice they look great. And Dude, here's the black, why the black looks awesome. Here's why they're better than Blasty is because Blasty still looks doesn't have enough red. It still looks too much like a
0: Canucks jersey. Yeah. They should just change the the Canucks orange and what is yeah. it, orange and gold or whatever? Yeah. Change those two colors to flames colors. Like even if that the was black- my only my only beef with Blasty when they brought it back. It's like why didn't you update it? I know like Like make make the horse head look mean or like mythical or something like don't it's still cartoony it's cartoony all the elements of the original
1: one that I didn't like are still on it is the problem yeah and the the red is gone yeah and then this fucking this one looks great it looks like a flames jersey because there's red on the shoulders and I think the thing that is the best is that the white flame you see looks amazing
0: on black It does white and black looks sexy as hell Looks really good. Looks way better than I thought it would. Yeah, I'm digging this third. I'm digging black. I wouldn't want permanent black, but as a third, third jersey, because I would nothing is going to trump the the classic white and red that we have now. But this is this is, a, this is super sick. Are they wearing blousy some more? They're going to wear these for five games. I straight I think now? they're wearing black all
1: month. Which okay, it's kind of a screw up on the marketing department because okay, they I don't think let's say you get your pedestal jersey for Christmas. It should you have been November. You won't be able to wear it when they're wearing it, which I think is kind of part of the fun of jerseys is like you, uh, third jerseys. You want to wear it at the games they're wearing it. True. So kind of a, I think that's kind of a stupid move. Games, marketing, not yeah. nailing one out of the park. So like January, February, March, April, when people who got their Jersey for Christmas have it, you can't even, you won't even see them wear it. It's a big mistake. Good point. Did Villard play this game? Vladar, Mar- no, Markstrom played the Florida game. Oh no, Vladar played.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mark then Markstrom starts in Montreal. How was Vladar against Florida? He was good, right? Vladar's been just great. Period. He season, was great.
1: Right? He was awesome against Florida.
0: Made some big saves.
1: How was Markstrom against uh, Montreal?
0: <laughs> or Marquier? I just suck at hockey
1: right now. That is a tough case of Mike Smithitis. He's got it is
0: persistent. Dude, he can't shake it. Are these? He sitting in the same stall. Dude, something. somebody's got to check and see if, if he's sitting in the same stall Mike Smith used to sit in because there's some weird there's something weird happening here. He's turning into Mike Smith. Like what
1: on earth was he thinking? Like that was full Mike Smith. That was wor- dude, I, I think that dude. was more ridiculous than anything I've seen Mike Smith.
0: Do. Mark, dude. not only was Jacob Markstrom not in his net for the first goal, he was not even in the offense in the defensive zone. He was outside the blue line, was he not? He, he wasn't here in over, the fucking zone. all the way out. It was insane. Where are you going, bud? 13 oh, seconds goes, into the game. Oh, there goes Merkstrom. Where's he going, by the way? Wild. Who comes out that far? That's insane. He outsmithed Mike Smith. Dude, that was incredible. I'm not even mad. It's, it's another one of those things. How did you even do that? How did you end up that far out? I'm not even mad. I'm amazed. Like you watch the frame by frame, and it's like the
1: time the the moment in which he decides he's going for it is like way
0: too late. It's like that whole play. I think he summed it up perfectly. Eh? Hey, poor he guy after the yeah. game. Yeah. Well, someone the, asked him about it, he says I just suck at hockey. Don't the, even ask. The thing is, like, it's a shitty play by
1: the D. Like Sean Monahan has a freaking parting of the Red Sea opening to the net on that play. And well, then it's because it's know, Sean Monahan. they just figured that you know he'd somehow yeah. up some way. Well, yeah, oh, don't open, 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 yeah, um, but I mean, Rastus Anderson and Noah Hanfin are caught doing who knows what there, so I understand Markstrom. And you know, he, he I don't know what he was thinking, I really don't.
0: <laughs> All right, so right. Sean Monahan makes his return to get back to back, you
1: know, emotional players. Games.
0: I was more emotional about Sean Monahan than I oh, was. Oh yeah,
1: totally. I think Michael, everybody was. Everybody, because I think we realized we should have capped on Blue Cheese instead of Monahan. <laughs> What's Brad supposed to do? Well, yeah, I think I like I how think, I like how I we're starting
0: all... to hear the truth. Really? Yeah, but what happened about in the about Kachuk yeah. and Johnny? And really, Brad fucked it up with both them. What we do? They both wanted long-term contracts, yeah. and at the time they wanted it, they didn't. They weren't offered it, and by the, when the time Brad was ready to offer it, they didn't, they didn't want it. Like, what's he supposed to do, man?
1: His hands are tied.
0: Monaghan made everybody fucking tear up. Eh? like that was uh, he almost he almost, almost teared cheered up, up himself.
1: Yeah, I dude. teared up, dude. He's such a yeah it, the thing that again like emotions for different reasons but it was like just seeing this team get dismantled in the course of like two months was rough yeah. and now these guys are already back it's just like holy shit it's just not ready for it
0: no what did uh daryl had some fucking nice things to say about sean Hey, eh? dude daryl is like these guys dad
1: you know he, totally. even, he had nice things to say about Kachuk, too. I know some of the little jabs he's taken at Kachuk since the beginning of the year have gone viral, but he had some really nice things, and he was talking about Monaghan for sure, saying, like, if he's here on a long-term contract, that's a guy you make captain. Like,
0: Daryl yeah. Daryl loves these guys, man. He loved those guys. Fuck. All right, well, this game was a stinker. I missed most of it. I was on a flight. Um couldn't score the way it looked like. I watched all the highlights and stuff. It looked like they had a lot of chances. Yeah, that was what, how a many, that, how many breakaways? At least two, right? That was a Glenn Gulden special. Out chance, out shoot. Allen did make some really good saves
1: too, but yeah, I'm I mean, but hearing, if you, I'm sick yeah. of hearing about it. Well, again, and this has been my favorite thing Daryl has done because this used to be an excuse by Gulden and Ward when you would outshoot and outchance teams and not win. Right, it would be used as an excuse, like "oh, process, process, process." Daryl has made a, a very correct since day one, hammering this home. Like this was this is one of his first things he started talking about. Was like you have to finish your chances. Yeah, and yeah, that's what he past... said. It's like you got to finish the deal. Like you yeah. have to score. Like that's part of it. It's not just shooting percentages being unlucky.
0: Part of winning hockey games is bearing down and scoring. Yeah, When and... Goldson, they'd be like ran into a hot goalie. Trust the process. Next, don't worry That's about it. Correct. Daryl's like didn't finish. They had a chance. Didn't bury on him. Exactly.
1: Missed the wide open net. And again, if you watched like a lot of those shots, like right into Allen's pads. And again, like you can't sit there. Everybody was like, "Oh, we got goalied." It's like you you don't get goalied by Jake Allen. I'm sorry. If you're getting goalied by Jake Allen, it's on you. Jake Allen. Like I forgot he even was in the league anymore until yeah. You were game. pissed about that. I saw you story. So if you can't score more than once on Jake Allen, I think it's your problem. Not that Jake Allen is like so good. Oh, he's been terrible all year until this game. Weird.
0: What were your overall thoughts on this game? didn't did uh, the flames not take the cake on the game stats and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Like they I think the shots were like 44 to 19
1: or something ridiculous shot attempts were ridiculous. They they had the puck all night. Couldn't score. And then Montreal, especially on the power play, which is dog shit again. And then Montreal gets a power play and Cole Caulfield scores a sweet goal. So yep. this this game, again, Markstrom had the big gaffe at the beginning, but it was mostly the Flames couldn't score.
0: And how did he score his power play goal, Michael?
1: Oh, a cross-ice one-timer. What's that?
0: No, no. I hadn't seen one until oh, last now, night. Yeah, it was. I now I they, know, but. They just got beat by it in enough games now that they finally decided to try it, eh?
1: So it was bad, but Monahan had two assists. Or do you think, hey,
0: maybe, hey, who's the PP coach for for uh, Montreal? Maybe Kirk, uh, him, and maybe Kirk, uh, some yeah, ties or something. And then he's like, "Dude, your power play stinks, Kirk." Let me give you some pointers. Here's what you gotta do. Here's what all the good teams do. First off, set up in your one time position. What's that? You know what that is, Kirk? Let me show you. Secondly, try passing the ice across. Or am trying the puck across, across the ice. Just instead, oh, of, instead I was of around just, the horn.
1: I was just having Rasmus Anderson float softies and hoping for a tip.
0: Fuck. Anyways, I like hand- Daryl's like uh, summation of that after the arizona game hey eh? no oh, yeah spot like, on. i don't know what the question was but it's obviously alluding to wow the question was what was the difference why did your power play score
1: twice tonight because it's been struggling lately and what'd he said he said a couple, couple of well, plays down low a couple of plays down low instead of everything from up top
0: what the fuck if he knows because he knows why have them? why have they been trying to do everything up top for the whole season until last night? Has he just been waiting for fucking Kirk to figure it out? You can he's hoping. <laughs> like, why don't get it? Neither. Dude. He's just he basically nails down our frustrations to a T in what six words? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Daryl Sutter for you. I just don't understand why this wasn't addressed 10 million years ago.
1: I, like, seriously, that was the first cross ice one time
0: we've seen all year. For sure the first. Well, the, they, they did score when they attempted to go cross crease. Yeah. You got lucky because it's so dangerous because you're, you're just going the puck's going right across the mm-hmm. crease. If it hits something and doesn't make it to the other player, it might go in. So this Montreal game was frustrating for
1: many reasons, including the power play. But also it was like, oh, Monaghan has more points than Huberdo and Cadre." It was just like, and they can't score. It was just like multitude of frustrations culminating in one. Because I think most people, including ourselves, have been through like our serenity now moment this month. Like during the, during the losing streak, we're like serenity now. It's all yeah. good.
0: Dude, I was fine during the seven game. Yeah. The
1: and then like some of these games just like set you off into the insanity later part of that. And this was one of them <laughs> where I <it> was just <laughs> like, holy shit. Monaghan's got more points than our guys. We shipped him out to
0: get and we just can't score like this is brutal. So Besser's, Besser's making headlines about to be healthy scratched. Yeah. still more points than Huberto. <laughs> no,
1: it's like he's been terrible this year. He only has 14 points in 19 games. I'm like that's more than Huberto had at the time. It's ridiculous. So, and that's the other thing about why some of these games, like it's, it's kind of live or die with each game is because like we talked at the top, we don't really know what we have yet. And every game, like some, these games have been wildly different. You score six against Florida, then you can't score, do anything against Montreal. So it, it has been a lot of live, like, it's been hard to stay emotionally stable over stretches of games when every game seems to be different and you're just like living and dying on every
0: game. What was that thing you posted about, uh, comparing Monty, Chucky, and Goudreau, like the former boyfriends (laughs) really? So I
1: saw this analogy on Calgary puck, but I thought it wasn't totally correct. So I changed it around a bit. So what I said was, um, Johnny Gaudreau is like your first love who like broke your heart. Right. And then yep. Kachuk Chuck is like the one who's was always out of your league and you never really had a chance with in reality. If you look back on it, yeah. but Monaghan's the one who you neglected and, you know, kind of ignored, but was the one, the right one for you all, all along. <laughs> That's
0: classic. It's so true that yeah, was so classic and then what's you so oh man you so it's the one's name you can't remember exactly <laughs> Shit, what was her name have yeah, it in your phone just like yeah it's like the anchorman. Wrong. anchorman love scene or whatever yeah. i think i was in love once really what was her name i can't remember <laughs> that's not a good start, but continue <laughs> Anyways, post-game, or maybe it was the day after, but Daryl's standing up for Markstrom. You got to love it. See, this is why he's such a beast. He knows when to rip players and he knows when not to. Markstrom's already ripping himself to shreds, saying I suck at hockey right now. Daryl's up there the next day saying, look, follow the numbers. He's been getting better. This is the best he's been. And I mean, hey, it doesn't help when you're when you're goaltender, or goaltender, he makes a gaff, but you can't,
1: you can't help him out. You can't help. You can't score twice. You can't score enough to
0: mask your mistakes. You can't score twice. I mean, it's not even like three times. You can't even score twice to push it in overtime. And give yourself a fucking shot. I don't. Know, I thought um, that was pretty sweet. Yeah.
1: No, Daryl, dude. This is why he's the master, right? He knows what he's doing. But like. <laughs> I And he, he's been talking about how he trusts, he even said our goaltenders are our best position on this team by far. Yes, another a good point. And he knows, he knows, right? Like, I think people are taking this, oh, we can get rid of Markstrom, The Ladar's the number one. It's like, he knows for this team to be successful in the long run, Jacob Markstrom needs to be a big part of this team's success. So he's playing the long-term game with Markstrom right now. He knows what he's doing. I'm not worried. I'm honestly not too worried about the goaltending situation. Do
0: you think... Because here's the other thing. I agree with that. And I also, if you're Jacob Markstrom and you're feeling the way you do about yourself right now, that he is, and you hear your coach say, goaltending is our best position on this team, does that not fucking give you some peace of mind? Like, imagine if, if Daryl didn't say that. Where is Markstrom oh, mentally?
1: Well, well, and you? here's, yeah.
0: Like, does that just is like the glue that holds. Comments like that from your head coach, comments like that from guys like Daryl are going to be part of Jacob Markstrom getting back into form sooner than later. Totally. Because I understand why Markstrom,
1: what he's trying to do, like that's kind of like a defense mechanism where it's like, yeah, I know I suck, you know, like he, he doesn't want to come out and bullshit people. The, the thing is too, like I was posting after the game I was like, this is why this team needs a captain. Cause it's like, I hope somebody is, And I guess it's Daryl or whoever it is. And I guess we don't really know. because We're not privy to what's going on in the room. But I hope somebody is like helping Markstrom reel himself back in. I guess it's probably Daryl. Yeah, it's probably Daryl. That's why you probably that's why it'd be nice to have a captain or somebody who knows what they're doing leadership wise. Because you can't have your number one net miner be in that headspace feeling like that saying like those things to the media.
0: The panel, I think it was Rudy. They were alluding to this that was Markstrom self-managing the situation because he's been playing like dog shit for a while. It's not like it just came out of nowhere and we're all like, what's going on? So if Daryl had been continuing to play him and play him and play, and just kind of like we were saying, you know, what, you're going to figure this out, dude. You're going to we're force feeding you these starts until you figure it out. And obviously that was not working. To the point where the fan base is now like, K hey, Daryl, you got to stop playing this guy. Like, give him, give him a week off. What's the, like, whatever? You got a backup. No big deal. But since Markstrom makes those comments, now Lidar gets the two back to back starts against Washington and Arizona, and he looks unreal. I don't know. Like, is he the 1A currently? Or does Daryl just go right back to fuck with everybody, right back with Markstrom next game?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like you probably Vladar's earned another start, but I would roll with him, wouldn't you? I would too. He's like, so much right now. Currently. You you need points. Is is the other part of this, which Daryl knows. Like as much as he's playing the long game with Markstrom, you need wins right now. And Vladar's been the better of the two, so I would start him on. Was he in the starters' net today? I'm not sure. I think he might have been, but I would start him tomorrow for sure.
0: So the Washington game, Ladar was great. You come out to uh, what I think, what is uh, who's the goalie again? Kemper Got hurt. Kemper, Kemper he, yeah. he he dominated us last week or whatever last. Yeah, Daryl described it as uh, as that performance as uh, a bear catching fish. Right. Because <laughs> like yeah, you made him look human because you're fucking sniping top corner now. Coleman snipes top corner, Monge Snipes top corner. These two goals on Kemper before he got injured. Yeah. Rizic's breakaway goal. I think that was on the new, goal, new goalie, though, right? Yeah, that was on whatever his name is, Lindgren.
1: Yeah, because he didn't look. Just want to make a quick comment. Like, the Rozichka the backlink connection, like, man, they've been good. They were really good in this game. Like, awesome. They yeah. set up that first Coleman goal, they set up the Monjapani goal, and they were really good.
0: Well, it's not like the pass was great. From backland to set up for going on the breakaway, but wow, what, what a great finish play. at a what moment a of to the catch game. that yeah. while dragging your foot. Maybe it was offside, but they didn't challenge it. But it's pretty damn close. And then the finish, you snipe, and then Manji Ponty comes down two on one, snipes. That was a juicy win because you needed it, uh, it was getting pretty tense there. You need something to feel good about it. You got it, you were able to build it off it against uh, Arizona.
1: Yeah, those the last two games you really needed. Like really bad, based of what happened against Montreal. Um, so they, they came through. I thought they played a really good game against Washington. And last night was like an absolute snooze fest. Last night reminded me of one of those games in like the two thousands, like two thousand nine. Remember when they played Minnesota like eight times a year? And it'd be like Minnesota on a Wednesday night. And it was the boring yeah, shit you've ever seen. That's what last night was like.
0: Yeah, it was, what, the first period they didn't have a shot for the first 10 minutes or something like that? Dude, in
1: the third period, the Flames had, like, one shot for, like, most of the period until, like, the later stages of the period when Nas yeah. came Nas came alive, which, again, kind of under-talked about. He has been very quiet the last, like, I think in that Washington game, that was, like, his first point in, like, eight games or something.
0: Yeah, he's been struggling. So He had, he to- had three, three points against the Yotes.
1: Yeah, three last night, a single assist against Washington. So four and two games, man. To yeah, they need him. They need that Nas last night. You see him on the celebration, going
0: nuts. Oh, we need that guy way more often. So I mean, the last, the last four games, you get three wins. There's some, there's just some things for these guys to build on, which is goal scoring. Like some of these guys, because I mean, you're getting, you're getting these now. You're getting key goals from guys that yeah have have been. Where are they? So hopefully that's a sign to come. Hopefully that's a sign of like, they're these some of these guys are going to be able to turn their seasons around and get on to a, a more average pace of where they belong in terms of how many goals we can expect.
1: Yeah, I think Manj and Dubé specifically. I think Caudry as well, because Caudry had that really hot start and dipped for a while. So all three of those guys getting back on track.
0: And then fucking... I think we're still kind of
1: waiting... Leonard with that save at the end. Yeah. Oh, dude, he oh. made a couple of saves like that. Oh, I don't, know, I don't know why that's happening. The defensive zone coverage was pretty bad, yeah, sometimes it. against a terrible team in the Coyotes. I think they've been pretty good at limiting, limiting some chances, but there have been some m- massive breakdowns still.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been interesting. The pedestal for both games was so sexy. Oh, dude, it's a sweet jersey. That power play goal. So timely. So, you mentioned it earlier. There's been a few trade talks. Besser's, ha- Besser's been linked to the Flames, apparently. Rad's been, quote, poking around. <laughs> oh, jeez. Never heard that before, eh? <laughs> Although, I guess now fans... Uh, take, living bingo. ...take a little more seriously now, though, after the offseason he had. But... And I heard Brad say this earlier too, like probably two weeks ago. You know, part of the challenge where they're in the standings right now is that there's some individual performances are way below what they're expected of. So you obviously, you need that extra 20 goals in a guy like Brock Besser, who is a 20 goal scorer. But I don't know, you were kind of saying this earlier. Do you actually, Right. Like, yeah. should we be having trouble scoring goals? Yeah. Like, we, we don't actually not have the goal-scoring ability on the team. It's just the individuals aren't scoring how many points and goals they are used to scoring. So, for whatever reason that is, maybe it's an adjustment period. And I think that's a big part of it. Daryl did say 20 games. It's been, what, 20, 24 games? 25 now. 100? 25. Played 25 games? Yeah. Let's hope this adjustment's over. I mean, but we still look like we were having trouble scoring last night until we got the power play lead. They're
1: still not generating a high enough volume of chances, like high danger chances. Lots of shot volume, lo- not a ton of quality. So, listen, I think the, the best thing things kind of weird because it sounds like it just, they, it, it could be like a patch ready to like when Carolina got patch ready for like nothing, or when Seattle got Bjorkstrand for nothing because it's like the Canucks just want to dump him. So it seems like if the acquisition cost was that low, it seems like, hey okay, maybe that's a guy you could buy low on. So in that sense, yeah, maybe that could work. But the thing is, money wise, it doesn't work at all for the Flames unless you're getting rid of Lucic. Is that even a
0: possibility? I don't know. Can, I'm just curious in what scenario right now, if you're are you talking about trade him? Yeah. Because he's not like he's just going to up and retire in the middle of the season, is he? <laughs> it's never happened, is it? I, I don't think so. So, but if you trade him, who is taking Luchi why?
1: Well, like that's the thing. Like for a better deal to work, could you trade him to Vancouver? He's from Vancouver. Would he be into that? He's still got that stupid no movement clause that the Flames are honoring. So, but why would Vancouver Watley teach? Well, I don't think they would. I think apparently, like from, from what the reports have been, is Vancouver is going to be, if they were to trade him. And again, who knows with Vancouver? Because like you said, it looks like maybe they're going to like do what they always do and is like, okay, hey, get back into it in the second half and then miss the playoffs, anyways. But I think Freeman and some people have said like that the return's not going to be good and they they might they're willing for it to not even to be good. It seems to be a pretty untenable scenario there right now. Like they almost scratched him on the hockey fights cancer night, which was apparently like a big deal cuz like his dad just passed away from cancer, so it was like kind of a dick move and like nobody's happy with that situation. So it sounds like they'd be willing to settle for a pretty minimal return. So could you say hey, we'll give you <laughs> Lucich fuck the plane may as well trade matt phillips
0: you know get Dude, to it's too him. bad it's too bad betting wasn't the fucking gm still you oh, might I know. go for the well, you, you know
1: what it's like i didn't these new vancouver people seem to be just as incompetent they just signed besser to this extension and jt miller to this massive extension and now they're like oh i guess we're gonna trade everybody so i don't know it seems like on the hockey side of things besser would You know, right shot winger who can score some goals. He hasn't been very good, is the thing. He's been injured like crazy, and he makes a lot of money. So there's reasons the Flames would probably be interested, but there's probably more reasons that it probably wouldn't work. Unless you could make, unless you could get them to take Lucic going back, it's you don't have the space for it. And it's not even about the space this year. Like next year, when all the big extensions kick in, the Flames are really crunched. So if they were to acquire Besser you're probably saying goodbye to somebody else next year as well. I don't know. Listen, if they get them, I'll be stoked, but I don't know if it's something that would really work.
0: How big is this uh, Minnesota game tomorrow night? Um, Unfortunately, you didn't catch them when they were kind of stinky to start the season. They're winners of six of their last seven. So they're turning it around. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna give you a challenge. Looks like they can they can they've been scoring goals. So you're gonna they can fly, man. You're probably gonna need to be able to figure out a way to score at least three or four goals well, against these guys. Yeah, you gotta get on a bit of a
1: roll here because like the good thing is is that the West sucks. And Edmonton can't seem to get out of their own way. Neither can Nashville. Colorado's getting murdered with injuries. So it's not like we're way out of it, but currently today we're out of a playoff spot. Played one less game than Edmonton and have one less point. So I think Edmont- obviously Edmonton and LA are the teams you're trying to catch. So LA, you're back three points with two games in hand. So you're in a nice little spot if you can make, if you can string together a nice little stretch here. You can kind of get right back into it. Not that you're not in it right now, but you can go from being on the outside to the inside in like a pretty short period of time if you can string some wins together. So it's not like make or break time, but this would be an opportune time to make up some ground that you lost by screwing up a lot in the beginning of the season. And yeah, you have some weaker
0: opponents coming up. I mean, you play, like,
1: you mini, play Columbus, Columbus,
0: Montreal coming up, Vancouver, St. Louis, San Jose yeah. back-to-back, L.A., Anaheim. Edmonton, those guys are terrible. So like now the time,
1: right? Like if you can win, like you play Toronto on Saturday. So if you need to be mini in Columbus and you have to be Montreal next time you play them and then you play Vancouver, like these are, these are five teams that are much better than. So if you can, they got to start banking some points at some point, right?
0: Yeah. It's time and to I, start d- digging yeah, around and just. like
1: Exactly. Like they need to get on a bit of a run here. And I know, like, right? Like, they're what? Three. They've won three of their last four? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Three of their last four. So keep doing that. If you lose one, get right back and win the next one. So it's good, good, good way to put it. It's time to stop digging. Right.
0: Cushion. Cushion is a pillow with feathers.
1: You know, for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass.